after the snap movies and tv brings you the latest news and conversations about the major fandoms pop culture and entertainment our host tasha pierce will keep you updated with reviews and her unique perspective and all the geeky things if this is your cup of tea hit subscribe and tell a friend and now on to the show Welcome back to After the Snap. I'm your host, Tasha Pierce. And today, I am going to break down for you what I thought of Marvel Studios' Werewolf by Night, the special presentation that began airing on October 7th. And it is currently on Disney+, Plus, directed by Michael Giacchino. And the teleplay is by Heather Quinn and Peter Cameron. And the story is by Heather Quinn. It's 54 minutes in length, and it is a Marvel Studios special presentation. If you'd like to know exactly what I thought, just stick with me. (laughs) On a dark and somber night, a secret cabal of monster hunters emerge from the shadows and gather at the foreboding Bloodstone Temple following the death of their leader. In a strange and macabre memorial to the leader's life, the attendees are thrust into a mysterious and deadly competition for a powerful relic, a hunt that will ultimately bring them face to face with a dangerous monster. Okay, so I have had a back and forth of feelings about Werewolf by Night since this thing was announced a few months ago. And it kind of oscillated back and forth between, do I really, really, really want to watch this? And, oh shit, I can't wait to watch this. So parts of me were being pulled in two different directions. I really didn't know how I uh, ultimately felt. Werewolf by Night is obviously inspired by the pulp horror movies from the back in the day that I grew up on. It also is thrusting us further into the horror genre following uh, what we got with Sam Raimi's Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, which I thought overall was done pretty well. Now, Werewolf by Night doesn't disguise itself as a superhero story. It, it leans heavily into the horror genre and you can see the inspiration uh, being driven from those old movies by just simply the fact that this one was shot in black and white. In fact, had this thing been shot in color, it probably wouldn't have been a TV-14 affair. It would have been TVMA because we got some blood and we got some gore. But just fortunately for us, it was all in black and white, so it did not create Uh, a situation where the rating had to be changed. I'm glad for that because this is the type of project, especially by it being spooky season and all, this is the type of project that you don't want to restrict the audience to simply adults. You do want as many eyes as you can get on this project. While the gist of this story was mainly uh, to find the relic that they were looking for, of course, and also to unmask which one of our characters 
turned out to be the monster. It's just like that game Werewolf that you would play with your friends and one of your friends is the monster and it is up to everybody to figure out who the monster is before the monster gets them. Well, this is a live action version <laughs> of that game and I thought it was pretty well done. I feel like the special presentation was an interesting change of pace for the MCU. And we were put in this new world with its own characters, its own artifacts, its own stakes. It kind of gave me the Moon Knight vibe because Moon Knight was a self-contained story. It didn't reach into the greater MCU and pull out any other threads. It was simply the story of Moon Knight. And that is how this story was contained. It was simply contained into this 54-minute special presentation it is its own thing. It did have a little tiny itsy bitsy thread that sold it into the greater MCU. But as far as uh, whether or not this story is required to move forward in the MCU with any understanding, I think it's recommended, but not required. If you get what I'm saying. Now, this story wasn't perfect. I felt like it lagged in places and in other places it felt rushed. But when the action ramped up and the monster attacked, it was far more 21st century, the more polished than what I ever remember on our Saturday afternoon horror shows back in the 1970s. I believe we'll see some of these characters again, of course, in the greater MCU. Uh, but watching Werewolf by Night probably is not going to add too much to the nuance of these characters, if you get what I'm saying. Like, there's not much being introduced about these characters in this short form or shorter run entry than there's not so much being introduced about these characters in this shorter run entry than you would get as an introduction the next time we'd see them. So yeah, the fact that I said that this entry is more recommended than required is a refreshing thought all in and of itself because everything else seems to tie together and it becomes like homework when we're watching the series on Disney Plus and all of the movies that are leading up to what we are going to uh, look forward to as our big event movies, the King Dynasty and uh, Secret Wars. Those are our two big events, right? Everything should not make us have to put it all together to make Kang Dynasty make sense or to make Secret Wars make sense. We got a lot of other projects that are a part of this bigger story. This one feels like kind of a one-off. And even though I feel as though it will tie into the MonsterVerse of the, the MCU, I don't feel like watching Werewolf by Night is going to improve your chances of understanding what's going on in the MonsterVerse. Uh, there is a relic that is introduced that you might want to put in your back pocket. But outside of that, uh, I think this is just good fun. I think it's just good fun. It was entertaining. It made me uh, look at Michael Jacquinot. If I didn't mention this, he's uh, uh, typically a, a, a composer for a lot of the movies of the MCU. I can look at him that way, but now it makes me look at him as 
also a very able director. In fact, a lot of the fandom, uh, based upon what they saw in Werewolf by Night, many members of the fandom are calling for Michael Giacchino to be tapped for the Blade project starring Mahershala Ali. Now look, that's a huge, that's a huge compliment. Uh, going from the fact that I had no idea that uh, Michael Giacchino was this good behind the camera to let's put him in charge of a beloved character whose uh, arrival in the MCU we are looking so forward to. Let's, you know, we want him to have Blade. This is not to say that Kevin Feige and the MCU are going to do that, but it is saying something when your entire fandom who is a very, very discriminating fandom, by the way. When the entire fandom is saying, yes, he should get it, that is a very huge compliment. And it uh, it actually shows us just how well Michael Giacchino did with Werewolf by Night. Uh, he delivered the goods with the horror elements and the unique story. Uh, again, the shorter runtime didn't provide an opportunity to develop characters all that much but i think we got ample exposure to the ones who could matter moving forward now as far as special presentations go a werewolf by night was a satisfactory one in fact i would say that it gets me excited for what can be done with this new uh platform that the mcu is introducing i'm looking forward to seeing more short films like this one in the future as far as what rotten tomatoes thought of werewolf by night um, the critics given have given this a 92 percent uh, off of 75 reviews that makes it certified fresh <laughs> and then the audience score is not much off from that this is really odd that we agree uh, this closely the audience score for over 1000 ratings is 93% so the audience just loved it just a little tick more than the critics I'm going to tell you a few of the people who were in it I'm not going to tell you too much about these people like their characters or anything because some of it even just the names of these characters might be a, a small spoiler uh, we had Gail Garcia Bernal, and I, I think I'm saying that right, uh, Laura, Laura Donnelly, Harriet Sansom Harris, uh, Heather Quinn and Michael Giacchino again were directors and screenwriters along with Peter Cameron. Those were your big names and the big stars of the, the, the episode. Other than that, it, it was, it, there were a lot of characters that were introduced that we didn't, you know, we won't see again. And then there are some that I am 100% that we will see again. 100% we will see them again. Hopefully you give Werewolf by Night a chance and that you enjoy it as much as I do. I don't know if I gave you my rating, which is 3.5 out of 5. I highly recommend it for a spooky season treat. And even if you watch it outside of spooky season, we know that monsters are coming. The monsters are coming to the MCU. So with, since the uh, monsters are coming, we know that there is going to be, or there could be, a special place for the monsters that we were introduced to in Werewolf by Night. I love to hear your thoughts about this. 
If you have feedback to share with me, look in the description or the show notes of this uh, podcast and you will see 10 million and three different ways to get in contact with me, different ways that you can support the show if you like. All of that is in the show notes and you can also go ahead and subscribe to the YouTube channel if you'd like to see a couple live streams a week because I do those as well. (laughs) Outside of that, I've got nothing else. You'll definitely be hearing from me. Talk to you soon. Thanks a lot for being here. I appreciate you and I'll see you in the next one. Peace.